0: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: So, came across this yesterday. I think it's really, really good. Oh, by the way, what do we have coming up? That sounds fantastic.
0: The the, the five tribes of republicanism, or conservatism, depending on how you look at it. Plus, I have how each state is doing with administering their vaccines. And uh, some of the results will shock you.
1: And the popularity of bars that don't serve booze. What is a bar that doesn't serve booze?
0: Uh, uh. Crowded room? What is it? A restaurant without a liquor license? Well, if they don't
1: serve food, it's not a restaurant. So well, what see, are
0: you? I, I wouldn't be there, so I would have no idea <laughs> what it is. A bar? Everything that's wrong with being in a bar with no liquor, please. Can I just set my hair on fire instead? Sounds terrible. (laughs) Um, So I hope you enjoy this. Not going to
1: play the whole thing because it's pretty long. And Senator Tom Cotton, who's a really smart guy, and I've heard some people claim he might run for president. I don't know if he has those
0: aspirations or not. Yeah, he's frequently mentioned just because he's smart. He's prominent. He's a staunch conservative. He's very dry
1: yeah and he did a like a seven minute thing yesterday where um, he took on uh, some some of the woke attitudes that are on out there in a, in a very good way, I thought. He was questioning President Biden's Department of Justice nominee, Vanita Gupta about some of her past statements about bias and systemic racism. So we'll play a couple of clips. I'll fill in at a faster pace some of the stuff in between, so I think it'll make sense to you. But uh, let's just start at the beginning
2: here. Last summer, nine months ago, you were in front of this committee, and Senator Corden said, do you believe that all Americans are racist? You you replied, yes. I think that we all have implicit biases and racial biases. Yes, I do. So, Ms. Gupta, I ask you, against which races do you harbor racial bias?
3: Senator Cotton, I do not. um, The yes was to say that All of us have implicit bias. Uh, This was an exchange also that Judge Garland had with Senator Kennedy during his hearing. I believe that we all have implicit bias. It doesn't mean that we are harboring any racism at all. These are unconscious assumptions and stereotypes that can get made. Uh, And I remember uh, that summer in the exchange with Senator Cornyn that we were discussing systemic racism and implicit bias. And my response was to say that all of us have implicit bias.
1: So she's made statements in the past. That we're all racist, everybody in America is racist, and we have systemic, racist in, systemic racism in all of our institutions in the United States. So he goes on to question
2: her. So uh, in the Trump administration, you strongly oppose the nominations to the federal courts of the following uh, persons. Patrick Boumette, Michael Park, and Ada Brown. A Filipino-American, a Korean-American, and an African-American. Should members of those communities be worried that you harbor racial bias against them since you oppose those judges' nominations?
3: I'm not sure I see how that connection is being made, Senator. The the leadership conference for decades has reviewed the civil rights records of individual judicial nominees in Democratic and Republican administrations. Uh, uh, and there were judges that we opposed based on their civil rights record and a complete review. There were, there was one set of judges that the leadership conference opposed because they simply refused to say that Brown versus Board of Education was the law of the land. And, so policy reasons uh, is seemed, what you're saying uh, um, untenable for um, for a judicial nominee, but it was based on a review of the record, um, and, and that was the basis. That was the advice and letters that we would send to. To the Senate, where there were about a quarter of the nominees that President Trump put forth at the leadership conference opposed, but it was always after a thorough review of their record.
1: So um, one of the reasons I didn't want to play all of it is her word salads are really, really annoying. She's good at it. And he goes on to make the point there that okay, so you can oppose people, you can oppose somebody uh who's uh of color or a woman or whatever because you disagree with their policies. Mm-hmm. Now when Senator Manchin didn't agree with that, Nira, what's her name from a couple Nira of weeks ago? Yeah. yeah, your mm-hmm. own party was calling him a racist or anti-woman. But it's so you're saying it's possible to disagree with someone because of their policies, and just because you don't want someone to uh you're not gonna vote to approve and they are a woman or of a certain minority, doesn't mean it's for those reasons. He he made that point. And then he asks her, um, so you said all institutions in America suffer from racism, uh, systemic racism. Does the Biden White House suffer from institutional racism? She gives a long, long word salad, and then he uh, ends with this.
2: So I'll just have the record reflect. I asked you simply does the Biden White House suffer from institutional racism and you didn't want to respond. My my time is up here. I'll just say that I don't think you harbor racial bias towards any racial group or that you believe the Biden White House suffers from institutional racism. But when you throw around allegations that every single American suffers from racial bias and every single institution suffers from institutional racism, you open yourself up to these kinds of questions by By condemning your fellow Americans without individualized evidence of their beliefs, their words, or their deeds. I I think these statements were beyond the pale. I I don't think really anybody truly believes them, nor should they be believed because they are so preposterous.
1: I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Tim Sanford retweeted somebody saying, whenever these stupid ideas... Of every institution is racist, and everybody in America is racist. Or put up to any scrutiny or any pushback, they fall apart instantly. The way way, the way hers just did. Oh, so we so so you voted against some people of color or women because of their policy? Oh, okay. Oh, so there's not racism in the in the 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 Biden White House or a number of other organizations. So not every organization is automatically racist. Not mine. You said that.
0: (laughs) alert listener phil sent along this tweet by the fabulous james Lindsay because critical theorists neither have the evidence nor the argument and they know it their chief intellectual effort for decades has been that evidence and argument are tools of the repressive status quo that must be discarded as upholding evil so that's a you know the other side of the coin if you will of the idea that uh, you don't believe that i don't think anybody believes this stuff although the woke young women who've torn up portland for instance and and scream at black cops that they're racists they actually believe this crap
1: right but but somebody like this woman whatever her name was again Gupta um she, she doesn't believe that she's just playing to that crowd that
0: you just mentioned. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's it's a naked grasp for power. Tom Cotton did a great job of pointing out the hypocrisy, the inconsistency, the inconsistency with logic of the whole thing and how she doesn't believe what she's been spouting. But it's to me, it's like reconvicting John Wilkes Booth for shooting Abraham Lincoln. Just if you're new to this stuff, you needed to hear that. But trust me when I say it is a naked weapon this stuff this critical race theory it's a weapon to smash power away from who has it and to take it for themselves which is fine i mean if it's if, if it's politics it's politics uh, you know joe strummer the clash everybody wants to rule the world um but if you do it by duping a bunch of well-meaning soft-headed white people into thinking they owe the universe for the sins of their forefathers 200 years ago and they're on that's their just
1: On their knees apologizing at a restaurant.
0: Right. That's ugly. That's terrorism. It's racism, and it's wrong. There needs to be more pushing back
1: against the whole, everyone is a racist automatically, and all of our institutions are automatically racist. I loved him doing that.
0: Yeah, and and well done. So, why a
1: number of new bars don't actually serve booze? Uh, There's something missing from a new way of bars opening around the world. Alcohol. Aimed at the growing number of people exploring sobriety... The bars pour adult drinks like craft cocktails without the booze. So, juice. Um, here's a futuristic bar in Tokyo where patrons can sip a mix of non-alcoholic white wine, sake, and cranberries from a sugar-rimmed glass.
0: Oh, goody.
1: At a recent evening at a bar in Austin. uh, I wish I was in Austin at the Chili Pollard Bar drinking Mad Dog margaritas and not wondering where you are. Guy Clark, who died last year. Mm. Think of COVID.
0: Um... Mm. Battle, That's bo- some song there.
1: Bottles of alcohol-free IPA and drinks with watermelon maca, macarita. A, walker, a watermelon macarita. I get it. A lot of people want to drink less, said the bar's founder. A lot of people want to drink more, too.
0: They're exploring sobriety, are they? Yeah, I've explored it. Didn't like it. It's like central Nevada. Not much there. <laughs> I kid. I kid. What, you make your own choices, my friend. What Faulkner called the dull, flat
1: truth of everyday life. That's too dull, too play. flat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> too true. Like Central Nevada, again.
1: <laughs> uh, he said 75% of his customers also drink alcohol outside his bar, but they just like to go there now and then for the... Uh, well, it's kind of a, are the chicks there? If the chick's there, I'll go there with a buzz on and hang out. But uh, otherwise, I ain't going to stand around with a bunch of dudes. Kind of staring at the ball game uh, with no drinks. A sober sausage party? Ugh. There's been a growing instra- interest in abstinence challenges like dry January. Didn't you do that one month, one year? Yeah, I've done it uh, one and a half times.
0: <laughs> you did it a half a time? Yeah. Two well, weeks. I, I, I took a couple of weeks off in January. Okay.
1: Also on the rise, new no alcohol drinks from companies, including Budweiser. I have a wonderful problem of too many great options, said a man who no longer drinks. Please don't talk to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think this is going to catch on. But. Coming up, the five tribes of Republicanism. <laughs> Please don't talk to me. <laughs> which, uh, which tribe are you on? Then which states are doing the best and the worst at uh, administering the vaccines they've gotten? There are some surprising results, actually. Uh, I I tip my cap to those who are doing well. You're saving lives. And those of you, those states in the bottom 10 who are doing a crappy, crappy job of getting the vaccine out, you're killing people and you suck. So what tribe are you in? It's coming up next. Don't go up. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Because It was the first time the Grammys took place outdoors, which worked out great, except for when Bruno Mars was carried off by a hawk. He thought it was a rabbit. Eagle thought it was a rabbit. He's a tiny man.
1: Oh, ho, ho. Wow! I like that joke. <laughs> they had a graphic that
4: paired very nicely with it as well.
1: <laughs> so, Sean is continuing to try to guess... What well, my problem was trying to get my computer set up the other day. I was texting Sean. It, it won't turn on. What are the most likely go tos? I've covered all the basics. I've covered all the obvious. And he's, Is it plugged and, in? And I eventually told him uh, it was a really stupid reason, and I don't want to say it's too embarrassing. So he keeps guessing.
4: I'm, I, th- <laughs> I thought I nailed it. So but I, might, I I was wrong.
1: I'm, I might have to uh, divulge that at some point, even though I am embarrass, embarrassed to. <laughs> I haven't you- told anybody in my family. <laughs> have, have you I acted like it was something important <laughs> and what have you guessed so far sean uh i guessed
4: um uh plug cord not s- securely connected to the back of the the the
1: computer good. itself good mm-hmm. i guessed uh way too much more complicated than my problem the
4: outlet was attached to a light switch on the wall that was that's turned off one. that's a good uh, one the
0: dedicated
1: switch issue yes yeah. we've still, all had it still a person of above moron could uh, figure that one. And, out. And the one even. I really
4: thought I nailed it was just the, something that was anybody could make this, but the the power strip. It was plugged into a power strip. The power strip was plugged in, but the power strip was not powered on. That was my mm-hmm. that was my most recent guess. But that was a negatory, huh? Yeah, yeah. I really, I I would have sworn it was that. Dumber one. than Damn. that. Damn.
0: <laughs> you don't have a computer. Did you take it out of? You the were box trying yet? to turn on a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> How dumb. <I> mean, <laughs> All right. Well, maybe you can work up the courage to share that with you, with us rather, but try, I want to get to turn this.
1: Turn on a loaf of bread. <laughs> this computer's ah. delicious.
0: <laughs> There's a big old politics slash polling organization called Fabrizio Lee. They've done a lot of polling for Trump. That's all you need to know about them. They just did a big old study of Republican voters nationally. And they have identified five current tribes within the GOP. It's funny that I came across this story today because I was scrolling through my newsfeed and back to back were two stories, one positing that Trump is still pulling all the strings and is the Republican North Star and blah, blah, blah. Right next to it was a story saying Trump is a sad old man who's vanishing from view by the moment. Mm. So it's like, all right, whatever clickbait crap you want to pitch, it's the truth is somewhere in between. But... Here are your five current tribes within the GOP. And the Trump obsession does continue. Mostly, I've been ignoring it, but I thought this was interesting. Uh, Your smallest group is your Infowars GOP. 10%. Strong, favorable image of QAnon. You people are nuts. Believe several conspiracy theories pushed by QAnon and have near unanimous support for Donald Trump. That's 10%? That's 10% of Republicans, roughly. The next one is, uh, the next smallest at 15% is your never-Trumpers. Unfavorable opinion of Trump, nearly all believe Trump is bad for the party, needs to move on. Vast majority would definitely not vote for Trump in a GOP primary. Your never-Trumpers, 15%.
1: So that would be your outer fringes on opposite sides of uh, the rest of everybody else.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, then, uh, then you got 20% post Trump GOP. Strong positive opinion of Donald Trump, but they believe Trump should not continue to lead the party and they'd rather vote for somebody other than Trump in a GOP, uh, primary. And so you say that's
1: what? 20%. 20
0: So add to the never Trumpers, you got 35%. It's a it's significant block, but nowhere near enough to control. Then you've got roughly tied at 27 and 28%. Diehard Trumpers uh, who vote for Trump in a hypothetical GOP primary would definitely vote for him no matter the opponent, believe Trump should lead the party more of a supporter of Trump than of the GOP. Ah, that's 27% and 28% Trump boosters. Very strong image and job approval. Slight majority of them vote for Trump in a GOP primary ballot. Unlike diehard Trumpers, more supportive of the Republican Party than Donald Trump.
1: He runs and gets that 27% of diehard Trump fans and 10% of the QAnon. He absolutely walks away with the nomination. Especially if you have a bunch of people running.
0: Considering that the Trump boosters who could flake... Um, aren't as enthusiastic, probably not as likely to turn out your post Trump GOPers, maybe. If you have a bunch of
1: people running, as you remember though, all you gotta get to is like 15, 20 percent.
0: It's an excellent point. In each state, and you win the state. Excellent point. I will make one more excellent point. This is a snapshot in time, a hell of a long time before any of this is actually going to be happening. And the nature of politics is these things change and they sure. change and they change. Sure. But that's where we are now.
1: The only way you could stop Trump if you wanted to do that would be the way they stopped Bernie. You got to rally around one guy like Joe Biden. Because when they were splitting all the votes with everybody, Bernie was going to end up the nominee. No doubt about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what tribe are you in? I'll tell you what tribe I'm in Aztecs. I just like hurling women into volcanoes. (laughs) So that's how I chose. It was was rush week at all the tribes of the Western world, and I just really enjoyed the Aztec vibe. I didn't even tell
1: my son why the computer didn't work for hours while he was waiting to play with his new computer. I pretended it was something complicated. You've got to tell us. Do I have to tell him?
0: No. Just us. (laughs) (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and
3: Getty Show. I think you make the sunrise. Yeah, you never gonna find someone who loves you like me.
5: They've tossed out COVID restrictions in Texas, which for some means no mask and no distancing during spring break on South Padre Island.
2: The state has opened up for business, so that means we're open for business. We're trying to give the kids something to, you know, enjoy their spring break so they come back to the island.
5: And they are coming back, many aware, but not all that worried, it seems, about the virus.
4: I'm kind of immune to COVID. I haven't gotten it since COVID has started. I've been out and about. So here, I think, I mean, some people are wearing masks, some are not. If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what.
5: Not every spot on the beach is packed. Families are a bit more spread out and enjoying what, for the first time in a year, feels like a normal getaway.
3: The beach is coming back to life. The town's coming back to life. Uh, We're having some fun out here. Um, Restrictions aren't so crazy. You know, everybody's just kind of relaxed.
5: But doctors and local officials warn: now's not the time to relax. With concerns about what they fear could be a dangerous spring break hangover.
0: I hope that this doesn't come back to to create uh, an influx of cases and
2: uh, super spreader virus uh, incidents yeah. during spring break.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, when yeah, you're right. a when you're a college kid on the beach. Anybody with a voice like this is not what you're looking to hear. And well, secondly, it's
0: important, children, that we remain cautious.
1: And the, the main reason any news outlet is doing these stories is so they can show chicks in bikinis and act like they're just, a, we're really bothered by this, here's chicks in bikinis, so you'll click on the story. Um,
0: Shocking lack of concern among these young people. The key line from that story to me was, if you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what.
3: If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter
0: what. Okay. <laughs>
1: A 100 what? and 150 people were arrested in Miami Beach, a different location, over the weekend as throngs, throngs and thongs of unruly spring breakers descended on Miami Beach. So that was just uh, Padre Island in Texas we we're hearing from. Uh 120 people arrested, two police officers injured. What were they clashing about? What the heck? I don't know. They stayed out past curfew and to try to get them to go in A midnight curfew for spring break is not easy. Oh,
0: boy. Yeah, and I wonder if if people start chucking bottles and stuff, being drunk, stupid idiots. Yeah. Anyway. Um,
3: If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. Yeah,
0: it's a good point. (laughs) I mean, I hadn't thought of it like that, but you're right. Uh, Now that I think about it. So,
1: Fauci says, July 4th gatherings are entirely
0: conceivable and possible. With two or three friends socially distanced.
1: Um, There are thousands of people on the beaches. There are going to be baseball games all over the country and football games. Uh, People are out already. So I thought it was funny. Mitch McConnell said yesterday he ridiculed President Biden's suggestion that the public wait until July 4th to have small gatherings outdoors, saying it's unscientific and reveals Biden's ignorance of current social practices. McDonald said it was bizarre. Um, and problematic. The strange pro- proclamation was out of step with science. The president went on national TV to move the gold post way beyond what his own CDC, CDC is saying. The president's pro- proclamation was far out of step with what's already happening across the country. It was right. advice for an alternate universe. The president and his advisors need to get out more, McConnell said. That's pretty well said. I I ate in a restaurant inside like two weeks ago. It was advice for an alternate universe. The day I watched him give that speech about, and if everything goes well on the 4th of July, you, I was at the park with my kids, and there were people freaking everywhere. Young, Mm -hmm. old, dogs, frisbees. Volleyball and people all over the place. By fourth of July you could have a couple of people socially distanced, of course, in your backyard.
4: Well
0: if we all stay vigilant and follow the guidelines. Advice maybe by the fourth we yeah. Advice for an alternate universe. Meanwhile, Europe is doing badly. Oh yeah. I mean they really reels. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Man, they just can't get their act together. Several serious miscalculations in, in ordering the vaccine and cutting deals with that. Plus, there's a lack of coherence. You know, it's it's funny. I have thought since the beginning, because I was a political science geek and a foreign policy geek and international relations nerd in, in college. And as the EU was forming, uh, just the, the commentary at the time was, man, you got a lot of different cultures. Different countries, different languages, different national characters. I mean, a Scotsman is nothing like an Italian, is nothing like a Norwegian, just in terms of cultural norms and that sort of thing. And uh, and they're trying to put this blanket of unity over the top of it. And we all wondered how it was going to work. Well, it works okay at some stuff, but not so great at other times. You know, it's the, the old uh, anti-motivational poster, love it. Committees, none of us is as stupid as all of us. And the EU is a giant committee. Well, they
1: lost the race with the variants, and we, it looks like so far, won the race with the variants in terms of getting the vaccine out, uh, even though a lot of states have struggled.
0: Well, what was that you told us that uh, about the percentages by September 15th or whatever it was? Oh, for Europe?
1: Yeah, for Europe. They don't think they'll get to the 70% by September Um, in most countries. Some countries might, but most countries won't even get to
0: 70% by September. We'll be there by, you know, late spring here. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness. Thank the Trump administration and the Biden administration and and the states that are doing a good job. It's a combination of they don't have enough vaccine and to the incredible unwillingness of a lot of
1: euros to get the vaccine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. American press is making a lot of the fact that 49 percent of Republican men said the other day that they don't want to get the vaccine.
1: Well, practically um, every French person doesn't want to get the vaccine. Yeah, it's so weird. I, I got to tell you, guys,
0: get it. I don't have the slightest concern about it. I got my appointment for tomorrow. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Don't have to worry about this stupid freaking Chinese bat fever anymore. If you drop dead, we'll edit this out of future podcasts. now yeah, put it in and be funny and ironic. Anyway, uh, Isn't I hope. It funny to have, how Joe died. What? What are you talking about? I, I hope to have my uh, sense of humor beyond the grave you and have an, my appreciation of irony. You have an important point, Sean. I, I thought it was
4: at the moment. Maybe not, but oh, I, okay. I, I just don't think that. People refusing to take the vaccine shouldn't have any impact on governments opening up or, or the, the, the rules regulating our behavior, I don't think. was uh, Yeah, so I, it's best I probably shouldn't have made that
0: point. <laughs> <laughs> and we all regret the time we've wasted. Um, oh, that's right. We got to get Jack to confess to why his computer wouldn't go on. But l- let me finish this first. Uh, I want to get this on because I want to <laughs> praise the able and kick the crappy. I almost dropped an S bomb. That would have been funny. Praise the able and kick the crappy. Yeah, exactly. So this is interesting. These are the latest numbers for the American states who's done the best at distributing the vaccine doses that they've gotten and those that have done the worst. And uh, given my point of view, I would love that uh, conservative states were doing great and liberal states are doing badly.
1: Now, I remember early on when we checked in on this, there didn't seem to be any rhyme or reason. Um, blue, red populated rural northern southern is there any rhyme or reason now i'll let you be the judge uh, actually i can tell you already
0: not really not. yeah i think same it was same as
1: last time well i i think then i thought then and i think now it comes down to the competence of your particular government and there are competent blue government governments and competent red governments and they're incompetent of both
0: yeah agreed and and certainly policies i mean well let's let's go uh here's your top 10 effective wisconsin's number one uh, yeah, hey there. Good job, Wisconsin. North Bo Dakota. Badgers. Boo badgers. Uh, North Dakota's number two. New Mexico, number three. I can't stand their governor. I think she's a, a, a would-be Christine Whitmer from Michigan. She's a, a crappy, way left, way too in love with controlling people. Uh, but they governor. Got all 14 people vaccinated. Well, they're at 92% of the doses they've gotten. They've given out. So, good job. Then you got blue Massachusetts. Minnesota, Virginia, Maine, Iowa, Utah, and New Jersey. There's your top 10. It's blue and red states, big and small. Connecticut, Nevada, Arizona doing a nice job. Kentucky, Indiana, Oregon, Washington doing a pretty good now, job who, as well. Who, who's DFL? Who's down at the bottom? Who's hanging? Right, let's peak? do some Here's here. let's do some kicking. This is uh, surprising to me. Uh here's your bottom 12 or so, uh, getting worse as we go. New York? But so then, New
1: Jersey is one of the best. New York's one of the worst. Uh, you know, figure that out.
0: Then Texas. Now some of these numbers may be slightly out of date. They mentioned that in the preamble to these numbers. Then Florida, which was doing great for a while, um, but now they've fallen off for some reason. California is in forty second place. Then Oklahoma, Mississippi, Kansas, Tennessee, Alaska. Arkansas, Georgia, D.C., and TFL, so, Alabama. So uh,
1: if people don't get the shot, don't want to get the shot, there's nothing you can do about that. And your numbers Ooh, would be bad, right? Like I'm thinking right. Kansas, that's where my brother lives, who refuses to get the shot. Um, and there'd be a lot of that crowd in Kansas. Doesn't matter how much vaccine you got or how much, how good your logistics are, if people aren't going to get it, they aren't going to get it.
0: So what? How would we describe that? Could we could we put a title on those states? The stubbornly individualistic st- uh, population. How would you know. describe that?
1: I don't know. But science I don't know
0: denying luddite cavemen.
1: But it's not the same thing as uh, a bad job of getting the vaccine out. It's a different yeah. different problem.
0: Low demand. You're right. There could be a number of factors at work here.
1: That could be a lot of Florida, which Trump won. I don't know. Uh, Could be a lot of Texas. Oh, you know, when I heard uh, Hispanics particularly, um, uh, black and Hispanic people, for some reason, are not wanting to get the shot. Hmm. So that could be Florida and Texas. I don't know.
0: Could be part of California, though I know California's big problem is that they're so tied up in knots over the wokeness equity thing. I think it's notable that Oregon, after a miserable start, has bounced back, and they're actually, uh, Oregon's doing pretty well at this point with a little less than 85% of doses in arms. Uh, but anyway, we're doing a hell of a lot better than in stupid Euros. That's the point.
1: Um, old, uh, old, uh, touchy feely Gandrew. Governor Cuomo, there in New York, got another problem with another woman saying he did something. Uh,
0: not good. He's gonna. And I it.
3: truly and deeply apologize well, for it. No, he's broken up
0: about it. all. So wow! I'll give listen you a pass. to him; he's he's ashamed. <laughs> Shows a good spirit.
1: And uh, geez, we haven't touched on that story in the New York Times about old folks' homes and how the ratings are crap and they do a bad job. But keep and a lot of old folks' homes were lying completely.
0: Oh, it's true. Buying off Cuomo's administration with big, fat contributions. Oh, that's rough. Look
1: out. Anyway, a bunch of different stuff on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
5: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: So my son gets his new computer. It was uh, kind of a payoff for him undergoing this uh, medical thing he had to do a while back. We bribe him. That's the only way we get him to do things. Um, uh, but it's, you know, it's part of a carrot, whatever. Yeah. And uh, he got this computer and everything like that. He's all excited about setting it up. He wants to do YouTube videos and all that sort of thing. Came in the box, got it out, set it up, couldn't get it to work. He was very disappointed. Uh, hours went by. You know, he's really wanting to play with his computer, everything like that. I just can't figure it out. I'm texting Sean. What's the most likely reason I can't get this thing to take to to, to to turn on? I've covered all the you know the the basics, and he gives me some helpful hints, and I just I don't get it. And then I, I do some googling and all that sort of stuff. I have to go pick up Sam from school, come back. It's it's later. I'm starting to figure it out. I call the helpline. And uh, that came with the computer, and I'm on hold for 45 minutes before I get to a human being that can help me with Ugh. the helpline. 45 minutes. Uh, right after he comes on, I kind of accidentally hit the power button with my finger and realized, and I still don't know which one is which, is O off or on? But I had it backwards. <laughs> oh boy.
4: So it was a, a toggle switch.
1: The toggle button? switch for off or on. With I had the
0: little line and the little O. Which
1: one is off, which one is on? Yeah. Well, which one is it? I still don't know. But I the got other it. one. The other one. It was the opposite of the one I thought. Which one make the lights go on? <laughs> so I hit the button just kind of accidentally. As soon as I got on the line with the guy, I said, I don't need your help. <laughs> I said, okay. You know anything I And I said, no, nothing else. And, my, and, and, and Henry said, so did you get it fixed? Yeah, I think I got it fixed. Think I got it under control. I think we're I think we're cooking with hot grease now. <laughs> yeah, I
0: recapacitated exactly. <laughs> Re-circuited the capacitator and uh, had to route around the uh, the bloomflector there.
1: But. Let me just put my soldering equipment away, and I think we're we're okay I think now. We're I mean, getting
0: burned to myself a little. Think bit you there, can but play Minecraft heal. now, because <laughs> your
1: dad doesn't know what's on, what's off.
0: You know what's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glossing over the fact that I can't answer your question. Which one is? I think the little line is on. How about
1: you choose something? If the if the O is supposed to be for on or off, choose. They're both. They
0: both start with an O. Well, <laughs> clearly. Come on now. All right, hey, I've got to blow. How our... much extra ink would it take to put an O and an N on the
1: on
4: side instead of just an O? Uh, approximately double.
0: How, how about a smiley face and, like, a skull ah. <laughs> or something? A, a lightning bolt oh, and thinking, and a grave. <laughs> the line and, 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 oh. There's
1: no logical, like, well, obviously the O is on and the line is off. No. 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 You have to memorize it with no, uh, you know, mnemonic to help you remember it because it doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, well, I, having tried the one, I think I'd have tried the other, but <laughs> I th- I was pretty not call me a maniac. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, it could have exploded and killed everyone. I
1: was certain I had it on the correct one, but obviously I
0: didn't. Well, there's an old saying that you might as well blow your horn because nobody's going to blow it for you, and so I'm going to blow our horn. In the midst of all of the rioting in Portland that was allegedly about George Floyd and and social justice and the New York Times and the Washington Post, the Alphabet Networks, the cable guys, all of them were telling you that they were marching for social justice and against police brutality. We were telling you there were righteous uh, civil rights protesters There were a bunch of BLM people who I disagree with and I don't like their tactics, but they were sincere. Then there were anarchists and Marxists and Antifa and Black Bloc. And we were telling you that over and over again. And the mainstream media completely ignored it. Well, here's your headline out of one of the formerly... Most wonderful cities I've ever been to in my life. I used to be so in love with Portland, but it's gotten so ugly. Anyway, black community leaders on Monday joined Portland's mayor, Ted Weasel, some pronounce it Wheeler. Deputy police chief, the sheriff, the state's acting top federal prosecutor, all of them got together to decry a resurgence of vandalism to businesses in the courthouse, calling the targeted unrest at odds with the social justice movement. They accused anarchists of co-opting the Black Lives Matter movement and causing senseless damage while speaking out in support. All those people I mentioned in support of the police bureau's renewed use last week of a mass arrest tactic. Said Avil Gordley, a former state senator and activist, the misguided and miseducated anarchists reject civility and instead intentionally create mayhem through criminally destructive behavior, tearing up our city, and this must stop. You are not helping. You are hurting black people. We need peacemakers and peacekeepers. And a number of people spoke on those same themes and, uh, with similar eloquence. I
1: was listening to a little bit of a podcast recently, uh, Joe Rogan, one of the most popular podcasters in the world. And he had on this guy, I don't remember oh, who he is, but he's uh, one of your lefty intellectuals, and he's really, really worried about right-wing extremists. But he said, um, and I thought it was an interesting conversation because he said, people on my side have to recognize that Antifa is crazy and doing all kinds of damage to our politics, if we could just get both sides to recognize, look, we got crazies on our side that are willing to beat cops in front of the Capitol, and you got crazies on your side that are willing to, well, beat cops in front of your Capitol. Um, And if we all just recognize that there are crazies on our side, and we distance ourselves from the crazies, I think we can get a handle on this. But so far, we're still stuck in the pretending our side doesn't have crazies world.
0: Agreed. Agree, the, Absolutely. The crazy,
1: there's there's Antifa, and no crazies on my side, or on the other. The other people would say, you know, QAnon, Proud Boys, or whatever. But Antifa's is a myth. Everybody's got to recognize there are violent lunatics
0: on both sides of this. And in Portland, not only the city fathers, but the the courts are supporting the police kettling an unruly crowd. They're breaking the law. It's an illegal demonstration. They surround them. They block the exits. They arrest everybody. I and like everybody it. said, "Go ahead, do it." Do it, to save the city. We've been calling for this. Ted Wheeler, you've heard us calling for this for months and months and months. But, well, you're finally here. I suppose I should welcome you and not kick you. It was inevitable,
1: but let it be a lesson to other cities. You can't reason with these people. You'll end up in the same
0: spot. And you can't passive your way out of it. You've got to confront them.
1: Armstrong and Getty.